Hey out there, everybody in the fight fandom, uh, it's David. Uh, wanted to give everybody a quick update. I know that you haven't seen any episodes from me in a little while. Uh, really sorry about that. As some of you may know, uh, I and a few other people who are hosted on the same service got uh, hacked twice. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, that has caused some setbacks, uh, as has my move to Seattle recently, which um, I'm looking out the window right now into the university district, and, well, I'm not seeing a whole lot much. The uh, The view kind of sucks. But anyway, uh, I'm here now. And I'm able to produce again, and uh, you'll start seeing more episodes from me real soon. Uh, in the meantime, I am going to leave you with a quote. Uh, this week's uh, th- this episode, by the way, is uh, featuring uh, Brian Watson Jones, a good friend of mine and uh, collaborator on uh, Human Combat Chess. Uh, and uh, in lieu of the regular quote uh, before every episode, I'm going to read you this one from uh, Daredevil Comics. That's Castle's justification kill people for what they've done and for what they might do. It's easier for him. Simpler. But there's another way. It's harder. But it's better. Matt Murdock. Alright, enjoy the episode. You want to fight? We'll give you a fight. Welcome to Fightcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, everybody in between. Uh, welcome, welcome back to Fightcast. It's been a little while. Uh, here we are. Uh, I am with a very special guest today. I'm with my friend Brian Watson Jones. Say hi. Hello there, people. Um, Brian is uh, Brian is a local fixture in the uh, Minneapolis St. Paul geek community as well as the theatrical community. I believe mm-hmm. that you're the guy. Who we can see yelling at the virgin scum at uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Uptown Theater. Yes, I am the cast director of Rocky Horror, which is definitely on the in the middle spot of a Venn diagram of theater and geekery. Yep. Um, I've been cast director now for four or five years. I'm riffraff nine times out of ten, so <laughs> I'm usually screaming something in a movie theater late night on last Saturday of the month. This way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Uh, so, uh, so what else are you in? What, what pies do you have your fingers in currently? Oh, um, currently the pies I have finger is in, I mean, the Minnesota Fringe Festival just ended. Oh, yes, it did. Um, I co-wrote a show for that called Mead Hall, which was about two theater companies that find themselves with the same time slot, one doing a one-man Beowulf and the other doing a musical adaptation of Roadhouse. And yeah, that's Fringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's and Fringe. as Checks they out. work together, they discover they're telling the exact same story. Oh, so, I love it. So we had a very successful run there. Um, awesome, awesome. Good audiences, very responsive audiences, which was a joy. Lovely. Um, and uh, if, uh, audience, if you are one of the Minnesota Fringe Festival audience that turned out it, to see any of the Fringe shows, thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, thank yes. you for supporting local theater. We have, we uh, we all appreciate that. Yeah, Fringe is it's theatrical fantasy camp every single year. Oh so yeah, pretty it's, much. It's a joy to take part in, and it wouldn't happen if people didn't go to it because it would die. Um, and then the next project I have coming up is with Fearless Comedy Productions, which Woo! I know you're no stranger to. Fearless Comedy. Yeah. Um, I co- am co-writing with Duck Washington uh, the show that they're doing in October. Oh my which god! I see you're familiar with. Yes, um, I am very familiar with it, and I am very, uh, shall we say, scornful of it because I am not able to audition. F- I was not able to audition for that show <laughs> because it's going up after I leave for Seattle. Right. Well, you'll uh. just. 
You'll just have to appreciate from afar. Maybe, I will, I will. Maybe, I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. What is yes, the title of that show? The title of the show is Masqueraded Bernards. <laughs> uh, it is a Shakespearean adaptation of Weekend at Bernie's, which is something um, I've done a couple of times now. Uh, yeah. I've done a couple of Shakespeare adaptations of modern stuff. I awesome. was a co-writer on Bard Fiction, which is Pulp Fiction, Shakespeareanized. Love it. And then also co-writer on Tempests, which was a Shakespearean adaptation of Aliens, and also an original sequel to the movie Tempest, or to the play The Tempest. Why have I not heard this before? Got me. That was Fringe Festival 2011. Okay, you see, I, 2011, I was still in Seattle. I ah, just graduated gotcha. at that point. So no, that was... is my excuse on that one. But yeah. I better see that script one of these days, if well, it still exists. Yeah, dude, remind me. Yeah, um, oh, it still exists. We sell it out every now and again. Oh, excellent, we excellent. got performed at Brown by a, a student theater troupe, which is, that is pretty cool. That is great! Yeah, so these things crop up a, here and there every now and again we could yeah probably, um it's not finalized yet but i was telling you before we started recording it looks like i'm going to be moving to seattle late next year yeah west coast best coast right uh, at least until <laughs> the tsunami kills us all um yeah either that or the slow rise of the water level you know right yeah but there's a fault line that'll kill us all. that's I, true. I have faith in this still moving out there but um so I'm sure once I do, I'm going to start shopping these scripts around, get them into a new market, well, as the kids say. Well, sir, you know where I'll be, and uh, I, I'm also very, uh, I, it is my dream to one day uh, get the rights and produce Two Gentlemen of Lebowski. Yes, <laughs> which I have never actually read. That that was it's that good. came out shortly before we were putting Bard Fiction together. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a direct stimulus for it, but I know he beat us to the punch. Yep. Um, so I haven't read it. I really want to one of these days, and actually... Um, because of that play, in a very, very indirect way, my name is in a book about Big Lebowski fandom. Awesome. Because there was a whole chapter on the two, gen- of the two gentlemen of Lebowski, and they mentioned Bard Fiction as an aside. That is that is great. So, um, I, I wish I was that tangentially famous. Maybe yeah. one day I'll be that tangentially famous. I, it sort of happened by accident for me, so, you know, keep at doing random things and eventually something will come together. Absolutely. Uh, advice? Audience, audience, the, those those are your motivational words of wisdom. Just mm-hmm. uh, just do some and uh, see what happens yeah. with it. That usually, that, that's how 90% of things are made, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Get out of your house and do things or do things inside your house and send them out. And, that is true. And yeah. speaking of uh, doing things in weird places and sending them out good uh, segue <laughs> good segue yeah if this was AON I'd be making a bird noise right now <laughs> uh, that, that's for you AON uh, but no the, the, the this podcast uh, this recording is fortuitous actually because this came about uh, as I recall, uh, from a uh, from an event that we did at the Fearless Comedy's uh, 2016 Die mm. Laughing fundraiser, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe I was put on auction for a date, and I do believe you are the only person who bid on me. So Woo! thank you very much for the pity look, bid of twenty dollars. Look, the <laughs> the only problem was you went first, and the last person in the lineup was Don. Yeah, this, was saving yeah. their money. Okay, yeah, everybody was saving their money yeah. for Don Krasnowski. But I knew I couldn't afford Don. <laughs> So I went no, in. you can't. Yeah, none of us can. Yeah, <laughs> maybe and, one, maybe a couple of the Masons could. I don't know what happened with that one. Yeah, um, but 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 I, I advertised my date as being a, a Netflix and grill date, which was uh, I specifically it was around the time Punisher, uh, not Punisher season two. It's almost Punisher. It season might as two. well be uh, Daredevil yeah. season two. Daredevil the the Marvel Netflix series, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had advertised a date with that and something on a Foreman grill, and unfortunately the grill didn't quite work out well. This time around but we still have 
uh, Daredevil seasons one and two. And that's what we're kind of going to be talking about today. Right. Uh, I'd like to go through the major uh, combats that are noteworthy in this series. Now, uh, before I get angry emails, um, and I don't know where they're going to send the angry emails, but uh, until then, I'm sure that people just got them in reserve. Right, yeah. I'm sure someone's angrily sending to fightcast at Gmail, and just, it's going Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Uh, Or, you know, the Facebook page, which uh, people can still send messages to, and you should like if you're hearing this, by the way. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I understand that there is a lot of combat in that uh, in, in that uh, series, uh, both we'll be covering every punch from st- uh, no, no, we twelve we hours not. later. Yeah, um, yeah. no, we, we, I decided that in in the space of time and being able to get in depth about the things that we want to get in depth about, we're going to kind of focus on three things. Mm-hmm. What almost made the cut was the fight with uh, Nobu in season one, uh, mm, the 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 yeah. ninja Kusarigama fight and everything, which was so choice. Uh, amazing choreography there, but we're unfortunately going to have to leave that one for a future episode. We're going to be talking about the famous uh, hallway fights. Um, mm-hmm. th- these are all, all three of these uh, vignettes that we're going to be talking about here are hallway fights. Uh, there's the famous hallway fight that happened in season one uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, rescuing of that kid in the apartment building, and then we've got the hallway fight uh, season two, uh, extracting Frank Castle from a uh, group of bikers, and then we got... The Punisher prison hallway fight, which is <laughs> let's just let's just say that both color wise and uh, conversation wise, that's going to be the cherry on top. Certainly, um, certainly. So, so so let's get right into this. Like, what was um what what was your what was your reaction when you saw um the way that the fights were handled in Daredevil season one? Oh, in season one, I was very very pleased, and I'll tell you why because. Um, Daredevil hit Netflix, and I wasn't able to watch it for a couple of months. I was just busy, or I was doing a, I can't, whatever reason, I didn't have time to watch TV. You, what, so, you mean you have a life? I, or just a better way to distract myself. After we, de- after we get done recording, I'm going to ask you how you got that, and then oh, we'll yeah, see yeah. how, No, I got I can... a business card. I'll, I'll oh, excellent, yeah, excellent. There you go. So, um, so I'd heard, I hadn't heard any specifics. Fortunately, uh, my friends generally in my Facebook feed are very good at not just spoiling everything. Because we're but not monsters. Also, right, yeah. And also, I mean, it's it's Daredevil. It's not like at the end of it we find out that Blankety Blank was his dad or that, um, mm-hmm. oh no, he's going up against Wilson Fisk. Who will win? <laughs> oh, well, the show's called Daredevil. Yeah. So. Well, oh my god, if it turned out that Wilson Fisk was his dad, like, now, or, can you imagine the shitstorm? <laughs> or if it ended with the Kingpin winning and the second season was just called The Kingpin, that would have been... That would have been a, a bit of a mind twist. But Here's anyway, the thing. I would have still watched it. It's yeah. Marvel. So I hadn't heard any spoilery mm-hmm. things. I hadn't heard any specifics. The only thing I'd really heard about was how cool the hallway fight was. Yep. I hadn't heard when it was. I hadn't heard why it happened, who it was against, anybody. People just say hallway fight, and then yep. the other side of the conversation would go, yes. Yep, yep. So it was one of those things I'd heard talked up a lot. Then I went into it, watched a few episodes, got to the hallway fight, yep. and was not disappointed. Oh, God, Which no. is a lovely thing, because a lot of the times when you hear the world respond positively to something, it builds your expectations higher than the thing can measure up to. Yeah. Did not happen with this. Thankfully, yeah. thankfully. And by the way, listeners, if you're listening to this right now, just pause this episode, mm-hmm. go watch that part of season one, and then come back, because we're about to get nitty-gritty into it. Yeah, the, the context of that fight is special if yes. you're watching the series, 
but if you just want to watch the fight, it'll still make sense. It it he's one guy and he's against everybody else. Absolutely. I, I, if we were to count, if we were to make a henchman count in this, I would say that this is one guy facing off against maybe twenty to twenty five people. In would would, I, would I be high? Would, 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 would I be high? No, in that no. Estimate? You're, you're thinking. I think of the biker one. That was just okay. a constant barrage of new guys. That, okay, yeah. This was, I would say, maybe eight tops, and just eight? the same guys getting knocked down. And that's right. Of course, of course. Yeah. Now, so. when I was talking about this, because of course I, you know, I binged this as fast as possible, and now uh, the the first thing that came up with a lot of my friends when we were talking about this particular fight, this moment in the in the season, is old boy. Because mm-hmm. um and and not to spoil old boy for you, Brian hasn't seen old boy yet. Let's I know, laugh at I him. I have to get a copy that has English subtitles, so I'm but, sitting there going, "I'm sure this is interesting." Without spoiling any major plot points, and uh, nobody will forgive me if I do. Uh, there is a moment where there was one guy, basically with like a ball peen hammer and like a two by four at one point, mm-hmm. who goes up against. Uh, what is about a dozen people? I I, th- I think it's about a dozen people, okay. and. The, the way that that differs in this, you could tell where the inspiration came from because you know that there was a there was a writing room at Marvel and they said, oh, I saw Old Boy like last week. What if we had Daredevil go up against a bunch of people in a hallway, which kind of nullifies the numbers advantage and mm-hmm, makes for some mm-hmm. very interesting one take filmmaking? And oh my God, one take! They did that in one take. Yes. Um, they also did the 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 Hell uh, Hellboy. God. Uh, old boy fight. They did the old boy fight in one take as well, but the interesting uh, difference, the major difference, is that in, in, in Daredevil, the the camera is basically panning like third-person video game style right over his shoulder mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the entire time, yeah, uh, more it, or less. I mean, it's it halts fully, when he goes into a doorway. Yeah, it's not fully anchored, but it does pretty much stick to the center exactly. of Exactly. When he moves down the hallway, it kind of follows him. Yeah. Um, but in, in in old boy, it was done in a very like a platformer uh, video game style, you know, mm. like like a, like a Sonic the Hedgehog or like a Mario. It shows him in the hallway. There's people on the left and there's people on the right, and mm. and the building you you could see that they they made a set where they just cut everything in half, and you're just oh. taking a window view on everything as it happens. Gotcha. Um, so it's a very omniscient camera. Very camera. very much so, at least in that particular scene. Uh, but. I, I mean, let's let, let's get into this. I mean, he he comes into the hallway. He's got rope on his fists, which is just a, an amazing little detail. And and mm-hmm. and and viewer and viewers, <laughs> you can see me right now <laughs> through magic. Um, listeners, uh, the, the 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 little if you're wondering about the bit with the rope around the fist, that serves a couple of different purposes. Uh, you may have seen things where people wrap a chain around their wrist, or they wrap uh, or, or they put keys in their hand, or something like that. To, to give their punches a little extra bite. Yeah, and just holding a roll of quarters. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But it also has the added benefit of um, f- human being, human hands are not meant to punch. Like, right. evolutionarily, they are not, they're, we're getting better at it. Tr- trust me. <laughs> trust me. We humans, we're getting better at it. But the, but the human hand is not designed to ball up into a fist and hit as hard as it can, like a freight, like a freight train. Mm-hmm. Um, that damages your wrist. Um, if you're if you're not holding something in your hand, like one of the one of the tricks is like they say a big lighter. You put a big lighter in your hand, fill oh, your yeah. hand with something so so your fingers don't crush against them. But you run the chance of breaking your fingers. You run the chance of breaking mm. your wrist if you're not perfectly aligned on your punch and everything. Um, so when you it, by wrapping, and you see Thai boxers doing this in, like, the famous, like, the rope fist fight things. If you watch Ong Bak, by the way, 
future episode. Mm. But but if you watch <laughs> Ong Bak, you'll, you'll see this. They bind their hands with the ropes and everything. This kind of keeps the bones in place, mm-hmm. and it keeps everything kind of... It's the entire reason that boxers wrap their hands before they go into... Uh, before they put the gloves on, is that you're, you're hitting as hard as your muscles can possibly allow, and you're trying to give your hand and your wrist a fighting chance <laughs> to uh, stay intact. And so, like, if, if, if I'm beating on people like Daredevil does with my hands bound in rope, if I, if I break a hand or, I mean, if I break a bone in my hand or in my forearm or something, yeah, I may notice it, but it's going to keep it more or less in place. Right. It's going to make sure that I don't get a jagged piece of wrist bone coming out through my hand yeah, or so something. Yeah, so it keeps it more to hairline fractures and less to compound exploded bones. Exactly. And so and so by doing that, you, uh, you, you protect yourself a little bit so that you can continue the beating longer. Right. <laughs> which is, which, of course, what we all want. Which is why ever since um, boxing went from bare-fisted to padded and yep. taped up it's actually caused a lot more injury oh yeah the blunt head handle yeah. but the heads are still getting as much damage done yeah them. i do not envy professional boxers that or or mma fighters especially mm-hmm. because like they don't have the gloves that of course the, the trade-off is they can't hit as hard but the other thing is that they're getting hit with a less protected projectile right uh so and well they can also switch it up it's yeah. not fist 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 until yeah. it's done they can throw in knees or feet yep. or yep. And elbows or just to keep any one yeah. part from getting too worn out all the same though if you see somebody with big old cauliflowered up ears you know they've taken a lot of hits to the head right uh so be wary of this person <laughs> uh no i'm sure they're very sweet people but uh g- getting back to the fight itself so we got daredevil he's he's coming in about to rescue a kid who's at the end of this uh, apartment building hallway he- held by a gang of ne'er-do-wells uh, we yes. do not use that term enough. No, no, uh, yes, it's a, a number of Russian rapscallions. Exactly, Russian rapscallions. <laughs> uh, so, but and and the the immediate thing we talked about is the is is this is the blending of great fight choreography and great cinematography. And when you get both mm-hmm. of those in the same place, it is it's butter. I yeah. swear. Something that hadn't occurred to me until we rewatched them prepping for this yep. is they, they avoid the shaky cam mistakes. Yes, they do. They, they keep us feeling present without making us feel like we're actually inside of a head. They heard the bo- the Bourne ultimatum, and they said no. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And, and I'm so, so happy about that because the mm-hmm. shaky cam was an important step in the evolution um, to, to where we get to this point, mm-hmm. to where we can do detailed and badass-looking normal person fight choreography. Because, I mean, yeah, Daredevil, he's got the enhanced senses and everything, but physically, he's mm-hmm. he's a Joe. He's a regular Joe who's yeah. just... Under, he's Batman. He's gonna undergone a lot of training yeah, and a lot of conditioning. he doesn't have strength. He doesn't have super yeah. stamina. He's the son of a boxer and learn learn yeah. how to take a hit but that's just yeah. a human you being could, you could argue that he's got better than normal like reflexes and reaction and that mm-hmm. kind of thing because yeah, of his because, senses but it's because he's reacting if somebody's going to throw a punch he's sensing those little first movements yep. to prep the arm and he's, he's listening not just to them breathe when and that the kind of thing happens yeah he and, can he can tell yeah. when the punch is coming so he gets more warning exactly uh, however all the same immediately getting into this thing he gets hit he gets hit again he gets oh, yeah. hit he gets hit by, behind by a guy while he's trying to take care of the first guy right. this is more or less exactly what you'd expect to happen if you got a gang of thugs uh attacking you in a hallway you're going to get hit by all sides right the point and, is not to avoid all damage the point is yeah. to 
take damage in a, a way that you can maintain Absolutely. while dealing out much worse. Absolutely. And, and and immediately you see you see uh you see Daredevil using the the walls to his advantage. He's propelling mm-hmm. himself off of the walls to add a little bit of extra force into his punch. Mm-hmm. He's using you can sort of see him a couple of times use the wall to check himself. Like, uh okay, a wall's behind me. There's no guy directly behind me now, so I can deal with this guy. And you, you also get the the, the entire scene is done in one shot. And I asked you before we started a filming, like, how many takes did this do, take to do? Yeah. And I, I don't want to know how many takes it took to do. Because you had the seamless transition of... And I, I found this out later, of course, because I'm a freaking geek. Hmm. Uh, but those moments where he ducks into a room from the hallway and then comes back out, those were uh, transition moments where they replaced Charlie Cox with the actor who could do the more flippy stuff. So right. if you... It, go back and watch this scene. If if, if Daredevil co- goes into a room, beats some people up, throws a computer monitor out right. of the room at one guy's <laughs> head, which is just... Of course! Of course you're gonna yeah. grab off his equipment because fuck this cathode ray tube monitor. Right. We're not even using these anymore. It's a really, really clever cover, too, because then you get to, you see him go into a room that you know has three guys in it, you hear cool sounds for a while, and then one of the guys goes flying out, smashing the door. Breaks the door. So we get to see really good fighting, but we also get to see a bunch of implied really cool fighting. Yes, we do. We don't have to see every punch. We Um, just know... Yeah. Good stuff is happening. Amazing bit of storytelling. Amazing yeah. bit of storytelling. So, uh, y- y- but but the, some of the moments where he comes out, that's not Charlie Cox coming out. It's mm-hmm. Charlie Cox going into the room, and then the uh, the flippy stunt actor, as I've been calling them. And mm-hmm. I was good about this on Winter Soldier, and I was good about this, uh, and I'm going to be better about this in Civil War. But I do need to find out these people's names, the stunt, yeah. and fight choreography well, crew there's... deserves their due. So look for the show notes of this episode. I will find these people's names because they mm-hmm. deserve to be known. Yeah, well, this is another reason there needs to be a best stunt category in <laughs> the Oscars. So that we actually get, we see these people's faces from the front, we learn their names, we learn, you know, so who was the woman who was dressed up as that guy? Because a whole bunch of those stunt performers are female. Yes, they are. Just, we Uh, need to see, oh, hey. Oh. Five, all five nominated this year are female. Maybe women are badass. Well, we'll let that trickle into culture a little. Oh, bit. absolutely! Uh, it is my dream to do a future episode of this podcast with a female stunt performer. By the way, oh, if you are a yeah. female stunt performer and uh, you're digging what you're what we're laying down here, uh, uh, contact me, and mm-hmm. I would love to talk to you on the on the show uh, because there are so there's comparatively fewer roles. For women that need stunts, the, mm-hmm. the the market for female stunt performers, like the female stunt performers that have jobs and steady careers in Hollywood and other places, you know that they are the best of the best. Yes. Like uh, one woman who I know, uh, Heidi Moneymaker, uh, which is, really? is a great name. Her name wow. is Heidi Moneymaker. Okay. She's black. She's uh, Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Johansson's uh, stunt double in Avengers. Oh, really? Uh, she, th- this this woman is amazing. All hmm. the stuff where you get like the the, the kip up off the floor into the hurricane yeah, runner, that, and that's yeah, that's Black Widow's whole thing. Is Absolutely, being able to be really good at martial arts. Exactly. So, um, uh, point of this particular digression is female right, right. stunt performers, uh, respect. Yeah, much respect. Yeah, but going back to this fight, so mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. he, we 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 get we get out of breathness from both Daredevil and the uh, and the guys he's beating up. He beats mm-hmm. on one guy. You think he's down in any other movie or TV series? He'd be down for the count, but 
you you see him. He's getting up. He's grabbing his ribs. You know, he's broken a couple ribs, but he's going right, to go back right. at this guy. And you get the same from Daredevil. He gets the shit kicked out yes, of him in this, this is, fight. It's something I, until I, that's what got me about the hallway fight. Yeah. Not, cool cinematography, great. Yep. Cool fighting, great. Um, flawless stunt work. I didn't see any ghost punches. Yep. Excellent. But the fact he got tired, he's winning this fight yeah. and it's still taking its toll. The acting. Is something I have seen so seldom in any type of action you, movie, you, let alone a superhero. You have the holy trinity here. You have cinematography, fight choreography, and acting all yeah. coming together. Well, just in so many movies, Captain America doesn't breathe hard unless he yeah. just throws a, a car at somebody. Or but something. it makes sense for something. his character because he's superpowered. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. It, you don't ever get to see him weak. Yeah. Which is, you know, again, you're right. Makes sense. Superhero, super mm. soldier serum. He's got he's got the plot reason that yep, that yep, happens. Yep. But at the same time, it's easier to empathize with someone who's winning a fight and it's still having a hell of a time at it. They're taking a bunch of punches to the back of the head... And he looks like he's feeling it. That's that's just a pleasure to watch. You know when you come home at the end of the day and you pour yourself a glass of scotch, no judgment, um, or or something to the equivalent, and you you or you, you treat yourself a little bit because you know you deserved this because you worked hard for it. Mm-hmm. This is the exact same feeling you get at the end of this fight. Exactly. When it he looks like this fight has consequences it looks like it has a reason he worked for this he worked for this victory and you are right there along with him because again the camera sells it and the fight choreography sells it you're not getting these big high kicks well okay you're getting a couple of jump over flip over kicks which is like great nod to captain america too because you get the um you you get how he finished off batrock you get that gigantic leg over somersault kick down into the right. face you get that you get one of those that finishes this fight so i don't know if that was a, a conscious shout out but if it is i see you mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Uh, but he works for this um he earns this uh and that moment that you get at the end another great acting moment great acting storytelling moment here he's about to open the door with the with with this kidnapped frightened terrified child who's just heard a, a bunch of men whose careers have just ended in crime right um <laughs> and you you have a moment he's about to open the door he takes a second remembers he's wearing a mask he takes up the mask to not alarm the child with some freaky mask dude all of a sudden is like is this another tormentor or what mm-hmm. um he I, takes off his mask because bad he knows an exhausted sweaty bloody yeah. guy is going to walk in the room not being able to see half exactly. his face is not going to help he's still got a, he's got probably teeth between his knuckles or something yeah. uh but he takes off his mask so that he can you know it's like it's all right i'm here to save you that kind of thing just beautiful cherry on top of just the storytelling of this entire thing I, I could I could go on much much longer about this, but uh, you know, fight choreography points. Er, everything is very upper body for the most part. You're getting mm-hmm. a lot of these quick punches. You're getting uh, maybe a little bit of propulsion off the wall to deliver a particularly powerful you know downward hook. Yeah, a um, couple of kicks, but not much elbows because it's knees, a hallway. Yeah. There's no room for sweeping side spin kicks. If I was a little bit more skilled than I am, I could see myself doing this. But of course, we all could. I mean, we'd all get our asses kicked right, probably. Yeah. But you can see, and your brain can believe that a human being is capable of this. And I'm sure that there are human beings that are. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. And if you're listening to this, uh, I'd like to see you on the podcast. (laughs) I'm always going to say that. Uh, But uh, (laughs) while we could wax further about that, about season one, uh, we're going to leave it there. We're going to skip right ahead to season two, uh, Mm -hmm. where we have the 
clearly the the moment where Marvel listened to the fans. And they're like, oh, you guys really liked the hallway fight season one. I guess we're going to have to do a hallway fight that tops it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, okay, to set the scene for for the season two hallway fight, uh, pause this episode, go back and watch it. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Now, um, (laughs) if, um... Uh, to, to, to set up the scene though, just in, just in case, uh, he's just had a confrontation with Frank Castle on the roof of a building where, Mm. uh, Castle has, you know, threatened to shoot somebody with a sniper rifle unless Daredevil shoots him with a revolver that's been taped to his hand, which he then uses to, uh, to shatter the chains holding him to the chimney. Right. Um, and so it's like, haha, I've taken a third option. You've given right. me this false dichotomy, and I prove to you that it is a false dichotomy, <laughs> sir. Because I've just, you know, released my chains and kicked lateral your ass. Lateral thinking but... is the hero's way. Exactly! Lateral... Gotta love lateral thinking. Um, <laughs> or four-dimensional thinking, that too. Yeah, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. But, um, so, uh... The details are fuzzy, but uh, uh, Castle gets injured. Uh, he's down for the count, and Daredevil's trying to get him out of there. Yeah, Castle has intentionally riled up the a biker gang to attack to yeah. give Daredevil trouble, basically, and force him to exactly. make a choice. And by the way, if you're looking for something fun to do on a Friday night, <laughs> I would not recommend this. But uh, he gets away with it due to the following reason. So we get the, the establishing shot that we get at the beginning of this. He's uh, going... Oh, cameras following him down the, down a well lit hallway this time. This is right. a very well lit hallway, right? And uh, he yeah, it's uh, a slummy apartment building, but exactly. still it has all the lights. He he gets to the freight elevator, deposits Castle in the freight elevator, and you can hear him frantically tapping the buttons like close, close, close the door. You see people coming down the hallway at him. In any other series, any other movie, this would be the moment where ha ha. The hero narrowly escapes by getting into the elevator right. at the last moment while the or, doors are closing. As or at the, guys the last second, the bad in. guy's hand gets yeah. into the door to say, Aha, you thought you were away. Aha, Pyramid Head in Silent Hill. Um, <laughs> I have a strange fondness for that movie that I'll have to get into at some other point. But um, in this case, no. The twist is he he's not frantically trying to get away. He's just trying to get Castle safe in the elevator until he can just... Trip the doors, get out of the elevator, and march headlong down the hallway. I still think he would have taken off, except in that last second, a civilian comes out of his apartment. Yes, getting hassled. So it's a little bit. You never see this. You never see this in Hollywood. I gotta rescue that old guy. And doing it amazingly by getting in front of him, grabbing mm-hmm. grabbing the first thug he sees, pointing the now empty revolver at the back of his head, threatening to shoot him. Uh, telling the guy to get in his apartment, you know, mm-hmm. in no uncertain terms. Um, yeah, which is which is amazing. You never see this in superhero media ever. You never, which is what you'd expect to do. It's like you'd expect to see Captain America, uh, you know, uh, dealing death or destruction to a bunch of ne'er do wells on uh, on on a street level or whatever. You never see anybody poke their head out of the window. You never see anybody. Uh, go! What the fuck is going on? Oh my god! You never, you never right. see that. Um, but of right. course, unless it's this a plot is... point, unless somebody has yes. to capture a cell phone video that'll reveal that Captain America's re- real to the world or, or something or what like that. Have you. But, but of course, you know, this was. I mean, they're in the Battle of New York. That that would make complete right. yeah. sense if everybody was already gone by that point. Right. Uh, however, you do have this, and this is the street level Marvel. So of course you have this. You have people poking their heads out their windows because this is New York City going the. Fuck doing at this hour right. oh shit you're having a duel yeah, it's new york there's a point of which like and eh, noise outside that's yep. a lot more noise uh, than gun, it's is just that gunshots. coming this way 
It's just buckshot. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. No, no, it turns out it's an entire biker gang fighting Daredevil. Right. And he's got some interesting handy, sort of handicaps. He's mm-hmm. still got the chain that's uh, lashed to his arm. Mm-hmm. His left arm, he's got a big, he's he's got a, like uh, about a 20 foot length of chain. Um, and in and his right hand, he's got duct tape, a now empty and useless revolver. Right. Which is a great way to start off the fight. Now, I can tell, having watched this, that this is not one single camera take. Oh, this yeah. is probably several camera takes, uh, ca- camera, several camera uh, shots that have been edited together to look seamless. Yeah. Which is, like, it bothered me at first, but only for like a couple of seconds. I gotta mm-hmm. give them this one, because... If they're going to go through a hallway, and then into another hallway, and then down a stairwell, yeah, and, and then at the break, bottom of the stairwell... Breaking things the whole way, so you can't just reset the God. actors, you have to reset the set if you're redoing yeah. the whole thing. So. The destruction of property and lights in this made tons more sense to me. Yes. You see a very... You, you see a combat prag... Daredevil is nothing if not a combat pragmatist. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You, 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 you put handcuffs on him. and then exploit them. Exactly. Yeah. If you put handcuffs on him, you're expecting him to take the handcuffs off and then just like whip him at somebody. Use the handcuffs in combat. Mm-hmm. Use the... Literally... Using your fetters to to uh, to beat on people, right? You, the, you see, talking about the individual punches in this one, it's harder to do because I'm noticing the use of the chain so much. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing the use of the empty gun, smacking people across the face. Again, if you have an empty gun in your hand, that's still a lot of weight. That still yeah, can fuck somebody's face. It's up. a weirdly misbalanced weight because if yep. you hit wrong, you're much more likely to break a finger or something yep. because you've got your hand wrapped around. Listeners, if you have pistol whipped somebody or if you have been pistol whipped, please contact me. <laughs> now, um, but but you, you know, you see pistol whipping. Does he lose the gun at some point? Does that come uh, out not, of his hand? Not that I. It wouldn't surprise me, but not in a way that was really focused on. Yeah, so. exactly. Because I'm not uh, in in the first. I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at because he's got both hands free. He's got those awesome ropes around his fists, mm-hmm. and I mean I'm looking at his hands and seeing what he's doing with his hands. In right. this, um, my focus is drawn to the other guys who like he throws the chain and of course he yanks somebody's foot out from under them, which is mm-hmm. uh, great. And, and, and while we were watching this. Uh, as well, I, I'm making comments like, ah, 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 it's Ghost Rider. That's how they got Ghost Rider in the right. MCU. <laughs> of course, uh, it turns out that the Ghost Rider's going to be Ghost Rider. Um, yeah. Which I'm so excited for. But I, I love that little bit of nod. You know you, you know that somebody in the writer's room were like, ah, this is a Ghost Rider reference. Uh, yeah. But, but you not? see him, as, <laughs> as he's going through this hallway into the stairwell, which is another big part of this, mm-hmm. uh... He's whipping out the fluorescent lights that are going up overhead. He's using yes. the chain to take out the lights, but of course, because of course, he's a blind man. He doesn't need the lights, right? And, and that that moment of that shattering yep. noise and that flash of light when a light's destroyed yeah. is just that extra, you know, tiny flash bombs to disorient his opponents. Yeah, that he has control over. They don't know is coming. It's great intimidation technique. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of intimidation, we have we seem to be having mixed feelings about the costume. Now, yeah, the, the, I, the, the, the first fight, the first hallway fight in season one, we see him in the black uh, mask covering his uh, nose and eyes, and then just the black tactical gear or whatever, which yeah, is, the, the which I mentioned, that if you're about to, sporting stores, costume. exactly, if, if you're about to go out onto the streets of New York and fuck shit up, that's not far off, you, right, you're, right. you're probably going to incorporate a lot of black, a lot of pads, 
and you know mm-hmm. probably wrap ropes around your hands i'm not recommending this for anybody i'm just saying uh <laughs> but this you know you have the daredevil costume which is in some ways more terrifying and in some ways not like when you're in when you're in a well lit place and you're and you're looking at him there's that sort of you know you have an instant of i hate to say it but like the first instinct that I had is a little bit, oh, 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 you're a dude in a devil costume. Right. Oh, uh, you're horns. in a costume. You're in a That's superhero adorable. costume. And there's a little bit of that where my brain doesn't quite take it as seriously as it should. Mm. And... That's a fault because once the lights go out, once the lights start flickering, once you get some darker, uh, you know, more shades of gray, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like chiaroscuro kind mm-hmm. of ki- ki- kind of lighting around him, um, it looks a lot more menacing. Yeah. Once once he starts whipping out the fluorescent lights, I see why because the devil costume becomes a little bit more terrifying mm-hmm. when you can see details of it and when you can pick out you know, the outline, and then you see a little bit of the horns and those blank eyes, and then you have the scowl of Charlie Cox's permanent five o'clock shadow. Um, mm-hmm. Very much like George Michael. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, once you see that, then it becomes a little bit more viscerally like, oh, 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 okay, I can see why this is, I can see why Batman, sorry, haha, <laughs> not Batman, Daredevil. Gotta remain separate and legally distinct, right? <laughs> uh, God, they took so many cues from Batman yeah, in this, they're, though. They're trying to do the same. They, they're trying to create a, create a culture of fear in the yeah. criminal underground by saying, who is this guy? I mean, he's not the yep. devil, right? He, yep. He's not a giant half-bat thing, right? I mean, he doesn't look like a bat. Bats don't mm-hmm. look like that. I don't know what he is. I ooh, So it's not that I dislike the Daredevil costume. Mm-hmm. I like the Daredevil costume. Yep. It, it can definitely be ridiculous in the full light of day, but that's why most of the things he does, he does at night. The armor on it makes it a little bit more plausible, the kind of beating that he takes. Because right. yeah, season I mean, one's costume, he had like a couple elbow pads, like a knee pad, and like that's it. He's got an Under Armour shirt on. Right. That's kind of That's kind of it as far as like protection and armor goes. He's got a little bit more protection in this because people are wailing on him with, like, steel pipes. And they're yeah. wailing on him with crowbars. And they're coming at him with big-ass combat knives. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's turning the combat knives out of their hands. He's not doing the obvious thing, which is, we're, we're going to get to Frank Castle in a second. Um, but he's not doing the obvious thing, which is, like, just turn it around, stab them with it, you know, right, that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, people are coming if at him with much... you don't have a weapon, don't worry. Yeah. Your opponent will be happy to give you one. Very much so. Yeah. Um, you're not seeing you're not seeing the, the quite the level of fatigue and mm-hmm. like even-handedness uh between the hero and all these villains that he's coming he's much more dominating in the combat yeah. which is which kind of makes sense i mean he's been daredevil for a little bit he's got a little bit more experience under his belt mm-hmm. clearly not his first hallway fight rodeo right <laughs> so he goes right into it and kind of knows what to do a little bit better. Uh, he's making the use of the chain. He's making the use of the gun. He's yeah. making the use of the backing them into... This hallway is a little bit larger, so I need to go back down to a more confined space. Take the advantage of their numbers away. Yeah. Trip them up. Staircases are wonderful. Can we talk about staircases for oh, a second? Oh, man. Yeah, let's talk about staircases. In, that yeah. one drop yeah. has to be somewhat CG. Oh, God, yeah. That, stunt people are amazing, but I don't think they can take a 15-foot drop onto stairs on their backs. Probably no not. No matter what padding you're hiding in a jacket. And I don't care, because if it was done with CGI... Yeah. Um, it was very well done, and right. you could yeah, see it, that uh, it, that a great care was taken to not insult the audience's intelligence 
and to not make the CGI too obvious. So you yeah. can see a blending of practical and uh, digital effects in this. Which is the, the best use of CGI. Good the Lord, best yeah. use is just, oh no, we saw the reflection of the camera in that mirror. Yep. We'll take that out. That's the best use of CGI. Yeah. And Pacific Rim too. Pacific Rim is definitely going to be a future episode. Uh, oh, good but Lord. like the the blending of CGI onto practical effects sets, mm-hmm. it, it, like if you want to immerse the audience in your world, that is how you do it. Uh, mm-hmm. You you, you mm-hmm. sparingly use the CGI, and in this case, it, it works. I have to say that overall, seamlessly or not, um, going into the hallway, going using the batons as well because he's got the batons right. Now. Yeah, he's got uh, those ricochet. I, th- that is the only other thing that strange credulity for me a little bit. It's like, oh, okay, you're telling me he can ricochet a steel baton off walls and stuff. Like, <laughs> okay, he's got great aim. Sure, well, he's got the senses. Sure, but like. Well, I know Again. you've got an affection for Cap. And I do, but Cap that's my vibranium. It's different. Cap Shield is like <laughs> I have never the most intricate setups of pool tables yeah. by <laughs> grandmasters of the sport. They can make pool pool cues spin counterclockwise in midair. Are not as well set up as Cap Shield ricocheting he, off a flying dude, jet. Spider Man said it best. That thing does not obey the laws of physics at yeah. all, does it? <laughs> oh, God, it was so nice to have Spider-Man in the movie so he could just, oh. like, point out. That's, that Listeners, shouldn't happen, right? That, yeah. that was weird, right? Yep. Everyone thought that was weird? Okay, I'm just checking. Listeners, look forward to our Civil War episode. We're gonna uh, we're gonna get the same gang back together who did uh, uh, Winter Soldier, so stay oh, tuned good. for that one. Yeah. Um, but g- any, any further thoughts about this? Because uh, the use of all of the... The, the use of the handicaps and going down the hall into stairs, nullifying the advantage of everybody around you with that. Mm-hmm. The, the, I, I mean, I don't think that I viscerally enjoyed this. I, my mouth was not as agape the fir- as, as the first time I saw this, right. but well, I, I, I saw what they were doing and I applaud them for it because mm-hmm. they are trying to take it to the next level. And in in a certain respect, they did. Yeah, in in a respect, I still prefer the first fight just because of that sense of difficulty that he had. Yeah, when it it seems easier for him, even though there are obvious obstacles yep. to get past, it's not as much of a concern. Yeah, the stakes were. I mean, yeah, the stakes are maybe about equal. Rescuing Frank Castle, rescuing an innocent child. Yeah. Maybe the child gets the advantage. <laughs> but almost apples to apples there. Yeah, almost. <laughs> and generally, the bikers are more fragile than the Russians because the bikers, you know, you yeah. give him one good hit, you drop one guy 15 feet and he doesn't get back up. Yeah. What a wimp. Um, exactly. The Russians kept getting back up because they weren't taking as much damage. Yeah. Maybe they were just and, tougher overall. And again, we're talking about fists. We're talking right. about fists versus face. We're not talking about, you know, repurposing steel bars and crowbars and right. knives yeah, and all this no kind of stuff. Yeah, no getting their head slammed or, in a door with, in the Russian Or thing. getting your head yanked with a chain. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so in general, the, the individual enemies were less dangerous because it was easier to drop them. It's yeah. just that it was a constant wave of new bikers. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, uh, what was the other point I was going to make of comparison? The, oh, they did add some aspects to the second hallway fight that I really appreciated, yep. especially the whipping out the lights. Yeah! There was just something so satisfying about that. Yes, there was. Be- partly because the noise, the the, um, the light flash, the mm-hmm. fact that it started happening, and I immediately went, oh, strategy. Yep. Really good strategy. Exactly, really exactly. Really smart. There's so many reasons that makes sense. And, and at- then you also get that cool effect that... You don't often get in shows that are trying to keep their ratings yep. from going too high. Yeah. Uh, their their um, concern ratings, not their yeah. viewership ratings. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get yeah. the shattered glass flying everywhere. So yep. you get that visceral sense of stuff 
yeah. just flying through the air because they're not going to have blood actually exploding out of shattered noses. They're not going to have pints of it splattering walls. Oh, oh, absolutely. So you get the glass instead. The uh, did you did you see the most uh, recent season of Game of Thrones? I did. Yes. Uh, did you see the, so the Battle of the Bastards? Mm-hmm. So you get. Uh, there, it's not exactly completely accurate in terms of what you might see in the middle of a battle, but mm-hmm. the just the the, the the hazards of the workplace, as it were. Oh, yeah, you know the arrows; they are just dropping in waves. You got to be ready for it, or not. You know, right. just they're, they're they're dropping in waves. And yeah, you got to keep be, on doing your thing. You might be doing a thing against a guy, and then he gets hit with an arrow. Why yeah. do you get hit with an arrow? Because yeah. five hundred people shot arrows, and one of them got here. Exactly, and, and in this case, you have incidental stuff like the glass flying everywhere. You have mm-hmm. again the occupational hazards. Of superheroism, right? Uh, I I I think that uh, yeah, uh, it, you know, eight out of ten on that one. If if the mm-hmm. if the beginning hallway fight was about a ten out of ten in terms of like fight scene wow factor, uh, and I'm sure that we at Fightcast are going to come up with a scale of some kind. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, a lot of plans in the works, but. Uh, so if 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 season one was ten out of ten, I would give this about an eight out of ten because yeah. again, you you. The story is told so amazingly clearly through zero dialogue, but all acting, cinematography, and fight direction. Agreed. I and, mean, you can't. Yeah. They, you can't top that first fight. Absolutely. So it's not a mark against them that they couldn't. All right. So if if that was a Black Sabbath album, let's uh, let's go ahead and bite the head off the freaking bat here <laughs> and go straight to the Frank Castle prison fight scene. Yes. Oh my god. This this I I said it before we were recording. I stand by it. This was the scene that was the the audition tape for hey, do you guys want to watch an entire series about Punisher? Cuz we can make him just a really cool guest star. That's fine. Or you could have this for 13 episodes. Yep. You know, you tell us. I just okay. It is in many ways the polar opposite of both of the fight scenes that Daredevil had in the hallway. Because, again, mm-hmm. this is a hallway. This is a confined space. Hallways mm-hmm. are great. Like, passes are great. Like, I, I talked to you about before this. It's the it's the Thermopylae factor. Yes. You're, you're limiting the, the enemy's uh, numerical advantage because they have to stack up behind each other mm-hmm. in a hallway in order to get to you. And you're limiting their prep time. Because yep. if you're behind one of your allies, you can't ready your weapon. You might stab your own guy in the back. If you care about him, of course. Well, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, then you, your weapon's stuck and it's no good to you. Yeah, um, yeah. So, Practical concerns, too. You know, it's not like everybody can run up knives in hand yeah. at the ready. They can. They have the same amount of time to get ready. It's when the guy in front of them is on the floor. I do want to see that, though. Just a henchman running at our protagonist with a knife out in front of him. Just running pregnant. <laughs> we probably will. In, in the Punisher series, there'll probably be some stool pigeon who does too much heroin just trying to take out Frank Castle, and it's played for comedy, because that's hilarious. Oh, please let that happen. Marvel, if you're listening to yeah. this. Uh, let's, <laughs> you're going to have to add some comedy to Punisher. You're gonna, please, you're gonna yeah. You're going to have to balance it with some You have to get some black humor in there, or else, or else it's just not worth it, right? Mm. But, um... This okay to set up this scene. Um, uh, Dare uh, Punisher has just uh, through being uh, goaded on and given the opportunity by none other than the kingpin himself, Wilson Fisk, in prison. Mm-hmm. 
by the way, the, the 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 jumpsuit very becoming on him, very like very yeah. slimming. No, it fits. Uh, yeah, it makes him look very badass. He yeah, looks great Vincent in orange. D'Onofrio, he, he um, has some, some rough times the last half decade. I want to see him badass, back in those but... fantastic suits, but yeah. uh, right now, prison jumpsuit's doing all right for him. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, manipulates Frank Castle into killing a uh, a rival of his in the prison yeah. hierarchy, who just so yeah. happened to also have had a hand in Castle's family's death. Right. How Which serendipitous is that, per- that is. It's very well. It's well set up for the kingpin and because it's it's very much like you don't like me and you're not going to work for me yep. but I'm going to put you in a place where you'll yeah. do something you want to do that'll help me exactly that feels like his power like and uh, shoving the chess pieces towards each other so he's not telling them what to do but he's letting them do what they're going to do anyway good god and then he wins uh, yeah, th- th- there's a reason he's called the fucking kingpin. Yeah. Now, uh, as Castle's coming out there, uh, he's supposed to be let out of this uh, uh, cell block where yeah, all these been people given are. A very narrow window. You got to yep. get in, do this, and get out, and you got yep. four minutes. Some some ridiculously short amount. Of exactly. Time. So you know uh, he's coming out, and the guards won't open the door, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, let me out. What's going on? And then of course there's Wilson Fisk standing there, and you know instantly that he's the one who orchestrated this, right? And that he's left Frank Castle there to die because he's opened up all the cell doors of everybody else on that block. They see that their leader has just been stabbed by this man. They mm-hmm. see that, oh, oh, hey, it's Frank Castle. Um, or, you know, we've heard about oh, hey, this look, guy. He's a killed a bunch of our friends. We don't know. Exactly. Mayhap we should take this, our aggression and frustration out on this fellow. I do say that, Charles. This might be a good time for a spot of murder. <laughs> so, so, you have an immediate bum rush, but you also have, like, the escalation of the cell doors open people are like okay what's going on they step out they see the dead guy they see frank they realize they're communicating with each other Frank's realizing what he's got to do and he's got to make a plan from nothing because he left his weapon in the dude yep because you don't (laughs) he left his weapon in the dude you don't walk out of a prison shanking still holding the knife like who wants this it terrible you ever lost your keys right you ever lost your keys inside a person right um Surgeons, if you have lost your keys inside a person, please oh, let us know. God. I, I know people who've <laughs> no, had That's actually happened, though. Yeah, I yeah. know people who've li- had sponges left in <laughs> no, it's no just, thank you. It's difficult to keep track of all those things, Exactly. Apparently. You're a doctor. There's so many things happening. Anyway, yeah. um, so Castle just decides... John Bernthal plays this role so damn well. I mean, the guy's got a type, certainly, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. he does that type really, really well. The guy has... Amazing acting yeah. chops. Well, he's a he feels like an actor who can his ability to rise is directly proportional to the quality of the script. Oh yeah. If you give him that character in a script oh. that's not very good, he's not going to shine. Like if you give him Walking Dead season one, right? He you, you see him do amazing things with it. If you give him Walking Dead season two, yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't go well, so he's great. Kinda, he's kind of like Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, if he's in a bad movie, yeah. is is he's not bad, but yeah. he's not. He's not like Morgan Freeman, who's the shining, amazing yeah. star in this terrible movie. Yeah. But if you give him a great movie, he can he can hit it. He can hit the A levels. Absolutely. And speaking of uh, speaking of Brad Pitt and John Bernthal, mm. Fury is a future episode that we will be doing. So stay oh. tuned on that one. Tank on tank combat. <laughs> uh, so future episode spoilers aside. Now, mm. um, he just gives a big old bellow and just rushes headlong into this because right. you know also different from Daredevil. Castle is going to enjoy this. Yes. He is going to enjoy not just hurting these people, but killing them. Outright mm-hmm. murderlating them in, like, horror movie fashion. Yeah. He's smart. 
He's a soldier. Yes. If he can get out of this, he's going to get out of this. Yeah. He's not but dumb. He's not. He's not a berserker. All the same. But if he can't get out of this, yeah. he's gonna. He's you're, gonna do it. You're in the cell block of a maximum security prison mm-hmm. amongst utter shitbags, yeah. utter utter disgusting pieces of human beings who will kill you because they because you looked at them the wrong way. Right. And he knows that he is not going to feel bad in any way about ending these people's lives in spectacularly gory fashion. So we get, within the first five seconds, we get solid slam punch to the face. Castle gets punched in the face. Knee, shove, broom handle attack. Takes the, takes the stuck off broom handle. Impales a motherfucker. Yeah. And then that Every sets the tone for everything. Every single guy in that block goes and picks out their favorite shiv that, and comes for him. And that sets the tone for absolutely everything. Because, again, mm-hmm. you see the difference between uh, Daredevil. Daredevil is a martial artist. Daredevil mm-hmm. is trained by the hand. He's trained by stick. He is a warrior. Frank Castle is a killer. Yes. Frank Castle is somebody who has been trained by our government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, and, and I'm you know, sure uh, himself to be the most efficient killer he possibly can be. Right. If Daredevil's punching a guy, he's going to hit him in the exact spot yep. in the temple that discombobulates, yeah. that causes yep. momentary loss of vision, that puts somebody yep. down. If Frank Castle hits somebody, he's going to aim for uh, the neck. Yeah. Because if you hit him really hard in the neck, they Which tend to he fall does. down. Where you hit him in the neck, that's a little bit less important. Castle's the kind of guy who you need to put a Hannibal Lecter face mask on, kind of. Mm. Because if he feels like he can get out of a life-or-death situation by... You know, ripping out your carotid with his teeth, he'll do it. Oh yeah, and he'll do it without any hesitation whatsoever. Yeah. And th- and you were commenting he'll fight on dirty this too. As soon as that's the best way to fight. Y- y- you were commenting on this too. There is absolutely zero hesitation on Castle's part. Mm-hmm. You know, you might see a couple of moments of hesitation from Daredevil, be- just because if only like if I go after this guy, is there? Okay, I'm going to check this wall behind me. We're good. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Castle, there's zero hesitation whatsoever. Yeah. It well, is, there's, there's, I'm going to shove killing. the broom handle into this guy's gut. I'm yeah. going to take the broom handle out of this guy's gut. Or I'm just going to leave it. And I'm going to go onto this guy. Shiv, take, stab, 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 stab. Go mm-hmm. on the ground. Crack, bone. Shiv, 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 shiv. Yeah. And again, he's Ugh. not a berserker. He's not... Well, he's kind of a he is a berserker. <laughs> Yelling into that's, combat. That's, that's that's very berserker-like behavior. Use the word berserker. Let me let me rephrase. Yep. He's not a murderous psychopath. The point is not to kill these guys. He will kill them. Yeah. But when he's shiving somebody, he'll stab them in the neck and kill them, or he'll stab mm-hmm. them five times real fast in the stomach so they stop getting up. Whatever makes that guy stop faster. Mm. Whatever's the most efficient way to prevent the yep. attack from continuing. When he finishes, a couple of guys are still alive. They're hurting. Oh, yeah. But he, and he doesn't, like, go and finish them off no, because yeah. they must be dead. Exactly. They're, they're, they're no they're longer done. a threat. They're down. Yeah. So, and you mentioned this as well. Like, y- y- you mentioned as he's doing, like, the rapid multi-shiv with the prison shank, because he got to do the multi-shiv, because you yeah. don't know if that's going to get him in yeah, one. Yeah, it's a thin bit of metal. It's going to cause some damage. Y- y- you mentioned Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned immediately, like, um, you know, Breaking Bad, which is great, because <laughs> no half measures. Right. And uh, Frank Castle is a man of zero half measures. You just, like, there is, you see there's something, you know, not not necessarily Viking Berserker, but you do see this. It is a medieval level of killing. Like, mm. uh, I, I watched a film that I would love to do again on the podcast at some point called Ironclad. Mm. And in Ironclad, there's a there's a scene at, at up at the front where there's three knights uh, Templar who are um, trying to save 
I, I think like a bishop or, or somebody like that that, is, that has been uh, lethally assaulted by a crowd. And they are beating back the people on this crowd. And the, the way you do that is you are indiscriminate in your damage. You yeah. are you are getting you, you are fighting to incapacitate and you don't care if that is incapacitate to a lethal extent or mm-hmm. incapacitating to the point of they're just their career's permanently over um you, you don't care and yeah. you see Frank Castle kind of not caring like you said yet he, he fights to end the threat and that is it he is not a brawler he is a killer he is somebody who puts people down whether that be in traction permanently or in the ground it doesn't matter yeah it so, depends he's got yeah he's got a target in this fight and that was the dude he killed at the beginning yeah everybody else is incidental every not good guys again, he's not gonna feel bad but, but you you see a bit of desperation here too because mm-hmm. you, he's locked in a cage yeah. this is you know that the only way out of this situation the only way you get to live is through their corpses right you you see that again you John Berthal's amazing acting. You see that all over his face, just as he's assessing the situation. Oh, okay, this is what I have to do. Better go balls out and do it, mm-hmm. you know, because otherwise I'm not going to see tomorrow. Just amazing, amazing storytelling that 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 everywhere in this entire series. Uh, and at the end, of course, you had this amazing like he's just shoved a knife into a guy to the point where there's artillery arterial spray. All over his face again. Call call over to Game of Thrones, Battle of the right. Bastards. Yeah. You know, at the at the end of that, as you might be in a, in any ancient combat, you are drenched. Yeah. You are drenched in the blood of your enemies, literally. Right. Frank Castle was sticky with it. The like, point of your weapons is to damage their yep. ability for their blood to stay inside. Yep. <laughs> and when it comes out, it's pretty much going to go everywhere. Yeah. They, they've leaked to the point where they have they're they're leaking all over you. Right. This guy leaks not... all over Frank Castle, and again, you have the wonderful uh, uh, dichotomy of everybody's in their orange jumpsuits, and he's in a white jumpsuit. Right. He is in a, the white new arrival jumpsuit. New guy white. Yeah. Basically. Right, right, yeah. Right. right, right. Which is, by the end of it, there's very little white left showing. He, right. the, the riot cops come in and they fire tear gas, and he just turns around, just calmly like, uh, you almost exactly just just waits for him. Doesn't yeah. like say, "Oh, I'm the Punisher." Like no, no quippy line. No, yeah. this isn't unrealistic. No smartassery. Fight his way out yeah. of the prison. Exactly. So like, what what do you want me to do? You locked me in the cell block, and twelve guys with shivs and sticks came at me, and they wanted to kill me. I stopped them from doing that. What do you want me to do, guys? Like, yeah. you just have this look on his face where he's just like, "I'm finished." You yeah. know, like at the there's, end of there will be blood. Oh, there's a there's a um a Punisher comic where yep. he he ends up in prison. Yep. He's sent intentionally. It's not dissimilar. It's obvious yep. it's not similar enough to be something they lifted from, but yep. he finds out one of the mob guys who was involved in his family's death is in prison, so he goes to prison. Yep. And as he's being led in, he's being led by a crooked guard who's like, "Yeah, you see that guy? That's the most dangerous man in this prison." Here's his whole resume. Yep. This is how his wife died, blah, blah, blah. Yep. That's the guy he's going to send after him. So Punisher beats up the guards real quick, takes one of their batons, and breaks that guy's neck. <sighs> and then drops the baton and says, tell him to send the second most dangerous. <laughs> but it's that he stops. He goes, okay, that's what I was doing. Yep. Now you're going to beat the hell out of me and put me in solitary. Yep. That's what's going to happen. Exactly. 
I'm it, not going to win and fight against these guards. Yeah. Fr- Frank Castle's not there to fight cops. Yeah. He's not there to fight prison guards, even if they are crooked. Like, right. If they're uh, in if they're in Kingpin's pocket, all right, fine. Yeah. If they're in somebody else's, fine. If they're just day jobbers who then but go again, home and go, oh, man, it was awful today. But no. Fine. Castle, Castle is, I mean, I, I was about to say he's a soldier, but, I mean, those in the armed services will know that there's a bit of a distinction between a soldier and a Marine. Frank Castle's a Marine. Yeah. He's, he's, he's accomplished the, mer- he's, he's accomplished the mission. Yeah. There is nothing left for him to do, and so he's like, okay. And then, of course, you have that lovely shot. The tear gas is filling the hallway. He's not even reacting to it. And yeah. just smoke fills the frame. He's just staring for blood drenched on his face and everything. Yeah, he gives the grenade just enough look to go, tear gas. Yep, exactly. Uh, and, and oh man, if if we didn't that 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 might have been my favorite moment in season two. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of great stuff in season two. Just to lightly touch on things, we had the the hand attack on the hospital, for instance. Oh yeah, that was trum- That was terrifying. Yeah, with them swarming. Like, yeah, and you see it through the eyes creatures. of Rosaria Dawson's character too, right? Who is a badass, but not in a fighting way. Yeah, uh, I mean, there are so many great combat moments, and uh, I have to say that I want to give um, immediate kudos to the stunt crews and the fight choreographer crews, uh, and the people who put these scenes together, the the stunt doubles, everybody involved in making this stuff happen because. You are engaging in a very rare form of storytelling. You're engaging in storytelling through violence. You're engaging in storytelling through putting yourselves at risk. Mm-hmm. Like, the stunt people mm-hmm. that put themselves at risk for our entertainment really do need to be lauded and congratulated wherever possible. So I'm going to laud and congratulate you, and if I had confetti, I would throw it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, they've got to walk... I mean, you've done stage combat. Yeah. I've done stage combat. Yep. They've got to walk that that weird stage combat line of looking incredibly cool, incredibly dangerous, yep. incredibly uncontrolled, while being completely controlled. Yeah. While yeah. being precise. Like, I'm swinging my sword at yep. your head, and it's going to land within an inch of here... Because this is yep. where you're expecting to block. Yep. But it's got to look like I'm just going. Shout out to Darwin Hull, um, mm. a previous contributor to this uh, podcast. Uh, if anybody was around and saw the most recent uh, 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 season of um, Human Combat Chess, mm-hmm. you'll know that Darwin is uh, hes a great fighter, he's a great combatant, and his character he fully embodies on the, on the chessboard, which is that of an uncontrolled brute. Right. And... The way that he's able to portray that character in his fighting with the uncontrolled berserkerness, um, you know, uh, Darwin Smash and all that, <laughs> uh, while being controlled and safe to the point where, like, I didn't feel nervous for any of his fight partners knowing that this was staged. I, uh, the, the only feelings I had watching that was, like, damn, that looks brutal. Damn, that's very well done on their part. Like, yes. that, it takes a lot of effort to look that uncontrolled mm-hmm. and be able to do it in such a safe manner yeah, and, and be was... able to, to work with people and tell that story in that way. Right. And I've, uh, the last two years I've done uh, the color commentary for Human Combat Chess. So if yep. you did see the previous one, you probably had to ignore me most of the time. No, those um, are his dulcet tones. You want to be hearing those. Yeah. But so I was watching, I watched every fight from the same position because, yep. you know, Booth. Um, and his pattern of emergence, rushing, da-da-da, yep. thing, thing. Always the same. Yep. That's where you see the control, is seeing the show a dozen times, yeah. and he's following the exact same footwork pattern, getting in the same places at the same times. Yeah. A little bit of variation, because if, yeah. you know, 
if so, if a glove falls yeah. off, everybody has to yeah, adjust. And, for it. You know, so it's not like watching no a fight. Robot. Is, no, 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 no two fights are exactly the same. Right? They're yeah, like snowflakes. You've, you've got to yeah, you got to deal with the world as it exists. Absolutely, even if that world is a bird that gets in or whatever. That is true. Um, so there's there's that variation, but in terms of the actual pure fighting form, yeah, totally controlled, totally yep. As much the same as any two movements by a person. And that is a high mark of skill. So, Darwin, mm-hmm. if you're hearing this, uh, well done, buddy. Yeah. Uh, we're still talking about it. <laughs> um, so, so Brian, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Yeah, and thank you for uh, me. I, I thought this was a pretty fantastic Netflix and chill date, I have to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally. Um, but uh, you got anything else to plug coming up oh, in the Minneapolis Theater scene uh, oh, um, in the near future? Uh, this is by no means certain. The auditions haven't happened yet, but yep. I was involved <clears> last year, so I probably will be again. Yep. Uh, Klingon Christmas Carol. Klingon Christmas Carol. Uh, Every come, year it comes around. Yes. It, it, we had we had a gap of a couple of years and then it happened in the last couple i was in yep. it last year i am if it fits my schedule and if the director wants me i will be in it this year let's leave it at that featuring another human combat chess alum uh ethan jensen oh yes and uh gregory parks yes so, also gregory yes. parks yeah and uh oh a couple of other people too who are gonna kill me for i have to confess i haven't part. actually seen the show i haven't been able to see the show just yet so yeah. you're gonna have to forgive me for that one but audience yeah. please check that out when oh it and around. um jenna young Yes. Yes, she's not in it, but I believe she will be involved in the choreography for it. So. Excellent. Or she might be in it. I don't know, but she, she's involved in some way with the the violence coordination. Yep. And um, oh God, there's I do so many goddamn things. I have a podcast of my own called yep. Double Bill, in which I and Joshua Humphrey and Mikey Postel take two pieces of art, compare and contrast them. So it was very similar to this. Excellent. And I've actually, if I ever g- get a copy of Old Boy, I can watch. Uh, actually kind of want to do a Nugget episode about this hallway fight versus the old boy hallway yes, fight. Yes, please. Because why the hell not? And then um, the other thing I'm involved with, I've been involved with every year since 2010, and will be involved with again. This part is official. Yep. I've been offered the part. Um, the Soap Factory's Haunted Basement, which oh. is arguably the best haunted house in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, arguably. Yeah, arguably. Okay, there, there's no arguing about this. Uh, mm-hmm. Listeners, if you are local to the Twin Cities metro area and you have never been to the Soap Factory's Haunted Basement, uh, I don't know what you what you think you're doing with your life, but it's not worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and here's the thing. Yeah. If, you're, if you're afraid of it, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Go to Valley Scare. It's yeah. fine. That, that is also scary in its own way. Yes. But uh, the Soap Factory has what's called Scaredy Cat Tours the last couple of usually Sunday mornings. Yeah. Lights on, no actors. You can just go through and check it out like it's an art exhibit. Yeah. Because here's the secret. It is an art exhibit. It's they... a performance art installation piece. It, it, it the, the work and the level of craftsmanship and detail and love oh. that I see that has been put into every inch of that basement that they deck out for Halloween. They spend months working on this thing beforehand. I'm sure that there are people, as we oh, speak yeah, the, right now, yeah. who are plugging away, working on a piece of art for no, this we, year's we've Soap we've got Factory. to build Saturday, and this is yeah. not the first build. I've gotten the call for it. Yeah. And I will actually, this year, <clears throat> I've been an actor in it to one extent or another mm. every year, like I say, 2010 on. Excellent. But this year, for the first time, I'm designing a room. Really? So, it'll be a smaller room. I won't say which one, because that would involve describing what it is. Yes. just have to go. Um, you're gonna, I will you're gonna have to do it. Assembling one of the environments, Lovely. which is going to be 
It's a new challenge, and it scares me, but it scares me in that way you got to run towards. Absolutely. Please run towards this. Uh, mm-hmm. Do not be daunted by the fact that there are gigantic lines. Get there an hour, two hours before yeah. you feel like you need Make to. Make yourself a reservation. Tickets are already Make an on evening sale. of it, yes. I, I haven't looked recently, but I would be shocked if there was a ticket left for Halloween. Um, but otherwise, yeah. plenty of space. <clears throat> So yeah, d- damn you, sir, because again, this is something that you're doing and I don't uh, get to see it because I will have left for Seattle at that point. But, right. um, uh, yeah, I cannot, I cannot, uh, I cannot possibly sing the phrases of that piece of art, uh, any, any further than I already have. Cause yes. it's just amazing. You owe it to it. yourselves I, to check it out. I love it. I've been <clears> in, there's a reason I've been doing it. This will be seven years Awesome. because it is to do it is running a marathon because you yep. get to the end and you're surprised you survived and then you can't wait to do it again. Exactly. And um, see it multiple times if you, if you want because yeah. the art that is involved is absolutely beautiful and it will scare the living pants out of you. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, so with that, I have to say uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last real quick uh, uh, plug I want to make is to our good friends, our only sponsor so far at this podcast, uh-huh. True Stone Coffee Roasters. Uh, True Stone, you make a lot of what we in the theater, comedy, stage combat community possible. Uh, I'm sure you've heard us talk on previous episodes about how uh, it was basically the, 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 the nitro pump uh, cold press from uh, from True Stone that allowed us to do human combat chess in the first oh, place. Yeah, I saw oh. that powered a lot of people. Oh uh, yeah! Uh, not only that, it has powered Fearless Comedy Productions going through a fifty-hour comedy marathon every year called Die oh, Laughing. God, that's right. There was a True Stone setup there. Well, I don't know if there was a full-on setup or not, but a lot of us were sponsored by True Stone. We had True Stone with us. I know that. Uh, 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 my good friend, uh, James Linden Fairbairn, he went and bought an entire pack of cold brew. Huh. Um, so thank you for that one. Uh, please check these people out. Locally made, uh, uh sorry, locally, uh, roasted, uh, fresh, amazing coffee. Uh, y- you owe it to yourself, especially the cold brew. I'm always going to say that. It's, it, maybe it's just mm-hmm. summertime or whatever, but it is definitely cold brew, and uh, I, I promise you right now, I'm not going to ever shill anything on this podcast that I would not use myself. Right. I drink uh, True Stone Cold Brew at every opportunity because it is just that good. So please check them out. True Stone Coffee Roasters, uh, Fresh Roasts, Cool Beans. Now, uh, uh, unless you have any uh, any further remarks, I think we can wrap this no, one up. I think that's it for me. Excellent. Uh, thank you for listening to Fightcast. As always, please check us out on Twitter at Fightcast Radio. Uh, right now, you can find uh, episodes to us while we're undergoing a little bit of website maintenance. I'm so sorry. Uh, you can find us at uh, SoundCloud.com slash Fightcast Podcast. And in the future, <clears throat> when you're listening to this and the website's back up and up fully operational, as Emperor Palpatine would say, uh, you can find that at FightCastPodcast.com. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. And uh, have yourselves a great one. Uh, If you get into a fight, win it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Take care of yourselves and each other. Go above and beyond and follow us at Fightcast Podcast. And check out our blog and new episodes at fightcastpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and conquer.